2: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher,
0: and I'm Scott Galloway. And Kara, I am just so excited about the timing of these this anti-mask movement in (laughs) St. Patrick's Day because I don't know about you, but I find that people make really good decisions on St. Patrick's Day. Really good decisions. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I do think that when. The, the, the people who don't want to take the vaccine, I just call that natural selection. Oh, I, I think no. that makes like, sense. Why and, I
2: do this at the end? Like, it's just masks. Just open some stuff, sure. But like, evolution so hey. are so
0: There Look, there are just some red flags for all, for all the ladies it's out political. there. Word to the ladies. What? There's some red flags that say this individual <laughs> should not find purchase. <laughs> in your womb, meaning you should not procreate with this purchase. Specifically, (laughs) if anyone ever mentions cash back in a credit card, you don't want to mate with that person. If somebody talks about how they're into their magic, if someone is saying they're going to get the real estate license once they stop promoting that club, (laughs) that just means you shouldn't. And also, if they're really into St. Patrick's Day, that means do not have children with that person. Do not have children with that person. And anyone also who in any way says, you know, I'm I'm not going to take a vaccine, that means that oh, branch God, of DNA should, break, not of should not this grow leaves. It should not grow leaves.
2: Like honestly, it's like I literally think of like our founding fathers. and like, like they wore masks. <laughs> they had a vaccine. They have. They had issues. Jesus
0: Christ! Just Can you like, get over this?
2: It's. They gotta get. Can
0: over you get this. over this? I cannot.
2: I just. My don't. mom.
0: My mom what? had to carry around, or my mom's father, I should say, okay. had to carry around this weird mask gas yeah. mask with ears on it in yeah. London as as oh, the yeah. Messerschmitts were raining Messerschmitts. hell down. They had yeah. to carry around this ridiculously clunky yeah. mask in case the gas alarm went off. But no, to wear a cloth mask into Walmart is tyranny. tyranny. It's
3: tyranny. Tyranny.
0: Anyways, oh. Governor Abbott, get your head out of your ass. Yeah. The it's great not, state of Texas, the of Texas deserves better.
2: Yeah, I feel bad for the people of Texas. Like even the ones that are cheering this on, I feel bad. You're, you're stupid. Like, be stupid, but don't be stupid. Anyway, speak, let me just contrast it with Dolly Parton, who's our Dolly. vaccine queen. She's awesome. She did an astonishing, she, she took the song Jolene and sang vaccine, vaccine. I'm not going to sing like Dolly. She's amazing. Rebecca will put it in. It goes, <clears throat> vaccine, vaccine,
3: vaccine, vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead,
2: then that's a bit too late. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think she should like tape the song "Vaccine Vaccine" in the Jolene since she wrote Jolene, and then release it and give the money to something. Like, but she's already given money because she f- helped finance the Moderna COVID Vanderbilt. Uh, to Vanderbilt the COVID nineteen <laughs> vaccine research. Yeah. She finally got that. She waited in line. Like, I love Dolly Parton. Yeah, I want hard Dolly hard Parton to, to run our Parton. entire frigging country. Yeah. She writes songs. She's a great entrepreneur. She's kind. She's like, she listens to every side. It seems like everybody likes her. Um, yeah. So I just, am, I love Dolly Parton. And speaking of vaccines, uh, President American. Biden announced there'll be enough vaccines for every adult in the U.S. by the end of May. And by the mm-hmm. way, District government announced that it's changing to their system because it, it had it's so ill-served its, its citizens. So now it's a two-step system where you register, uh, and then you you don't have to do this sort of Hunger Games vaccination thing, uh, which is going to be great. Um, so there's it looks like things are you know I'm, i I I got to say I give the government a hard time, but they moved quickly and solved uh, fixed the problem or trying to fix the problem so more people get vaccines in their arms. So a uh, fast-moving government is always a good thing. And this looks like our, we will be getting uh, – the more people will be getting these vaccines by the end of May. Um, so you should all go back and listen to Tuesday's Pivot episode interview with Andy Slavitt of the White House. He's a White House senior advisor to the COVID response team. So those are all – you know, masks, you're just going to make people sicker. But get a vaccine then. Just get vaccines mm-hmm. in your arms. I don't know what to say. If you really need to do that with a mask, get yourself a vaccine that is coming to you much sooner. Um so uh so what else is going on? I, I broke Twitter spaces yesterday. Did you hear about that? Say more. Um, well, Twitter has the Spaces, which is a, a competitor to Clubhouse. It's actually very good. Mm-hmm. I have to I say, heard. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed yeah. it, and I like it because it's everyone's like, "Oh, Clubhouse is one." I'm like, "But all my interest graph is on Twitter, and like, mm-hmm. am, like it attracted I don't know a thousand people. It was really something. Um, and I got uh, what happened is I went in on the first place. I was one of the doing one of my times. Are you cheating talks. on
0: me with Spaces? I am. You didn't even I mean, tell I me mean, about you Spaces. Want spaces
2: Maybe soon. I want. I, we need oh, to. You and I need go. That will be good. Yeah. And and we can like cut people off. That that's my favorite part. You what, can, like, so
0: describe, um, I describe right, spaces. So, I, I know it's, so a, I'm it hoping you, it's a clubhouse killer, but I don't know any more, it's any club, more than It's that. a
2: clubhouse competitor, I would say. And, yeah. um, and what, I actually really like it. I really like it. It's, um, you go in and then everybody shows up. You, you, t- it tweets out so mm-hmm. your followers can see it and you can just let certain people speak, people you invite to speak, or you mm-hmm. can let everyone speak or just everyone who follows you speak. That mm-hmm. can be really noisy. Um, and only 10 people can speak at once, I think, the first 10 people that get but you uh, what I did is I let nobody speak and then I clicked on and made them speakers essentially mm-hmm. as they had questions when they made requests and then every now and then someone I saw in the room I made them a speaker um, and they spoke and so uh, what did so,
0: you, did you have a topic
2: well interesting because I broke Twitter what happened is there was they had a, a an update and a, and no everybody could only hear my part of the of the of the conversation and not Generally, the I find
0: anything you're involved in most people can just <laughs> hear Kara. Just hear Kara.
2: <laughs> Except in this show. Um, I'm going to do, you know what? I'm going to do a data oh, thing. that's of, good. That's good. How here. many minutes you talk versus me? I bet it's, I bet, I would bet you would win on hmm. that one. Hmm. We're going to hmm. do that. Rebecca, get on it. Hmm. So anyway, let me finish with Twitter spaces. So anyway, you go in there and you talk and you, people ask the best questions and what happened is, uh, uh, Kayvon um who runs product for Twitter for many years now came on and explained what happened, and it was great. And then I asked him dozens of questions about uh, what uh, what about spaces and about product innovation at Twitter and about subscriptions. Mm-hmm. He talked a lot about subscriptions and explained it even more, which was really great. And then people asked him questions, and so the I had of product in Twitter was at answering questions. Um, with me poking at him, but with people asking great questions about the product and other products at Twitter. So it was great. That so it, cool. it was fun. it was it's really well done and I really like this audio thing. it's very intimate. It's great for people with fans. Mm-hmm. They give you enough tools that you can cut people off and um, if they go crazy, nobody did. everyone acted great. Verbal in an audio setting. There was not craziness. Um, and he did acknowledge all the problems that could come, like a white supremacist group or someone who, the host being crazy and stuff like that. And so we talked about that. So it was great. So you and I are going to go on Twitter Spaces.
0: I'm excited. Well, it's, that's not only, I mean, the really exciting news is that Twitter, and we've been abdicating this for a long time. Uh, by the way, I spoke to a very senior executive at Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They all call me late at night, as if like, if they call me late at night, <laughs> no one will find out about it. And said that there's that the product development team at Twitter feels more heat than they ever have. Well, it's about time anyways, yeah. them going into subscription is obviously a gangster move. I think they've shown more product mojo in the last ninety they days have. than they've shown in the last I five asked years. About that. and what's really exciting is that Twitter is going vertical in content and has purchased title, which is a genius move, yes,
2: so explain that to people now i I just was reading jack's long um Explanation of it. Um, uh, well,
0: first off, you you fell expl- for it. It wasn't Twitter that bought it. It was Square. Square, excuse which, me. I'm by the way, Twitter. makes no fucking sense. I'm sorry.
2: Okay. And indicates
0: sorry. <laughs> indicates that Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Guess which child he likes more? Oh, if Square. Twitter had bought Title.
2: Yeah.
1: And
0: gone vertical with music. Yeah. But my understanding is Title has something to do with music. Yeah, they do. It would have it's created more momentum. Companies. That that Twitter stock would have gone up. But no, he wants it to go to where 91% of his wealth is. And they supposedly they're going to integrate cash app and oh, payments. I didn't even thought Twitter should have bought it. You're right. hundred percent. What the fuck uh-huh. is Square doing buying Tidal? Right,
2: would you like his explanation? I'm just uh, going to yeah, read it. Yeah, what is it? All right. He asked, why would a music streaming company and a financial services company join forces? Mm-hmm. It comes it's a very multi-part tweet. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. It comes down to the simple idea of finding new ways for artists to support their work. New ideas are found at intersections, and we believe there's a compelling one between music and the economy. Making the economy work for artists is similar to what Square has done for sellers. So that's the idea. Um, And so he says, given what Square is able to do as sellers of all sizes, individuals through Cash App, we believe we can now work for artists to see the same success for them and us. We're going to start small and focus on the most critical needs of artists and growing their fan bases. Square created ecosystems and tools for sellers and individuals, and we'll do the same for artists. We'll work entirely new listening experience to bring fans closer together, simple integrators and merchandise sales, modern collaboration tools, and new complementary revenue streams. I still don't understand Yeah, well,
0: well, pass the beard oil and the edibles, brother. I mean, <laughs> literally, that is just fucking ridiculous. First off, let's look at parts of that. Parts of that makes sense. Okay. We want to I, expand. It does make
3: a little sense.
0: We want to expand the fan base. I know, right. let's find a social network with 180 million people and promote that original content as a means of differentiating our social network and mm-hmm. also bringing attention to the artists. Oh, wait, but we're going to do that on a financial, on a payment app? Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this indicates a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One, it indicates that uh, Jack has the mother of all favorite children and literally Twitter mm-hmm. is his second family. I, I mean, that's it's like a, every promising. other weekend he'll swing by with a skateboard and a shitty Christmas tree <laughs> and pay the rent for mom, right? That Fine. sounds like
2: a story that may have Fine. happened to someone named Scott, but yeah, little Scotty. Uh, yeah.
0: You know, I expose myself in you jab, I'm you just jab. Saying, I'm just wanted to say. And and by the way, Jack Dorsey is like the mother of all star fuckers. This was a three hundred mm. million dollar bar tab to hang out with Jay Z. Mm. This just doesn't make any sense. Okay. This doesn't. This does not.
2: So, but it would make sense to go to Twitter. <sighs> Uh,
0: uh, my testosterone therapy is like exploding. I'm so angry all the time. <laughs> I'm literally so aggressive it would have been, and been a so good angry. thing
2: for Twitter is what you're saying. This would have been it a good— It would have
0: been genius for Twitter, for God's sakes. Oh, Go right. vertical into content, yeah, proprietary content. When did Spotify's stock take off? When they went—they did the Joe Rogan deal. When did yeah. Netflix stock take off? When they dropped a full season of House of Cards. If Twitter— goes serious into content, anything mm-hmm. like this, that day they get to sh- go shopping on the market's credit card. The, mm-hmm. the stock will appreciate by more than the acquisition card. price. That's a great
2: way of putting it. You know, it's interesting. You're going to be furious when Square buys CNN. Oh,
0: God. Don't even say <laughs> that. Don't even say that. <laughs> you, uh, we're going nothing, to link just so the you news know. with Literally. a payment
2: system, subscription, blah, 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 blah. And also I want to hang out with Anderson <laughs> Cooper. So go ahead, Tony. Uh, literally,
0: uh, I, I think the thing, I trust the thing that makes you happiest in the world is your little girl. A close second is when you trigger me. Be honest. <laughs> I never hear you laugh like when you trigger me. If, if Anderson Cooper ends up working at Square... Yeah. I'm going on strike. I'm okay. literally going on strike. I'm finding a He's union. You got
2: to save Andy. You got to run in there and <laughs> oh grab him and run out oh of the burning god. building. Oh my god.
0: If Jack Dorsey ruins what Ando and I have, I yeah. will never forgive him. I will <laughs> okay. never forgive him. <laughs>
2: get Ando on here you know uh, that?
0: you know i don't want to abuse our friendship like that he and i are close he doesn't okay. know that yet but he and i are close
2: <laughs> well anyway this was an interesting deal i agree with you i didn't, don't i i see i what? see their explanation no what? i see i don't think it's interesting i think it should have gone to twitter i was yeah, like right. that's why i said twitter because i thought of course twitter of like uh, that yeah, makes... i
0: said it and you believed it cuz why know, does it make sense i know
2: i know it's square i <sighs> forgot Jesus yeah it Christ. is kind of something yeah i, Jesus. I, I you know payment they, they could have just used a square system on Twitter, like, you know what I I mean? mean? Like, they could just be a vendor. Like, I don't know.
0: Literally, what is going on? Google's, I mean, uh, seriously, Coinbase is acquiring Maroon 5? What's next? (laughs) What the fuck is next?
2: (laughs) Speaking of bands, the Kings of Leon, we got to get to our big stories in a second. is releasing its first album as an NFT. We're going to talk about NFTs on Monday, which is this non-fungible tokens. Um, Explain what they are so that we can get our people ready for discussing them.
0: The honest Uh, answer is I don't know. The only thing I'll say, and I'm trying to understand crypto. I'm like mm. the guy who's been dragged into liking crypto just as, as I've been dragged into admiring Elon Musk. Like, the, the interesting—Bitcoin is non-fungible. The beauty of Bitcoin is it can't be—it's it's not malleable. It's mm-hmm. a dollar. It, you know what a dollar is. You get a dollar. You know what you can use it for. You can't counterfeit it if you do. The CIA shows up, which, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, the CIA is actually charged with crimes around counterfeiting, mm-hmm. which I didn't I did know in know addition that. to protecting the president. Mm-hmm. But these NFTs, or specifically, I've been learning a lot about Ethereum, These notion of smart contracts mm-hmm. and things you put on top of the blockchain for um, artists— or to, you know, you you as a condition of payment, you say you have to mm-hmm. put this money into escrow. And if I'm getting NFTs wrong, which I'm sure I am, and I will hear immediately on Twitter how mm-hmm. wrong I got it.
3: We're going to do but research over the there's, week. there's
0: there's this kind of what I'll call this next version of crypto that where everyone is starting to understand a little value. bit Bitcoin. But this notion of placing smart contracts... And non fungible tokens that. Uh, so this was a long winded way of saying I don't know, care What it is is I essentially you
2: get value. You have you buy these tokens, you get certain value in the in the. In the case of the Kings of Leon, you get special seats or releases, or which is interesting because I think we really need to talk about this because this was the idea around super followers at at, at Twitter, this idea that there's some payment. And we took Kayvon and I talked about that, um, that there's some payment that you there's some content that you make that's special for only people. And so it's this idea that you invest and then they give you things. There's value. So it's putting value Although, on these tokens. So cat
0: meme just went for 300 grand as an NFT, I think. Yeah, but you it's- get
2: special cat memes, though. You get you, you get some value. And, we, and what value is to people is different. You know what I mean? What's valuable to you and what's valuable to me are so different. Oh, you uh, think? Yes. You <laughs> <I> think? <laughs> yes. You know, like, so anyway, so what is the value? And so we're going to be talking about this more because it's really interesting because there's all these different payment things going on, like creators getting paid, you know, figuring out monetization around things like these clubhouses or Twitter spaces, around Cameo, around Substack. There's all these different, and it's all about what Scott was talking about, which was Rundle, the recurring revenue bundle. Mm -hmm. I think we should start Rundle Coin.
0: Well, you know, uh, there's definitely going to be. I'm, I mean, I'm just waiting. And by the way, the most underreported business story of the last mm-hmm. thirty days: mm-hmm. Amazon is experimenting experimenting with a cryptocurrency, a they coin, should. south of the border in Mexico. They should. No one's talking about it.
2: I, I, have been waiting. We've been waiting for that. Like, what are they? And what is the value? I mean, in a weird way, Prime is kind of an NFT. Like you know what I mean? Like you get what you get well, out I like of it. Like
0: the hush tone to connote some sort of like insight it. there.
2: <laughs> I was just thinking. I gotta think. I gotta think about it more. I'm not intelligent <sighs> enough on it. So let's move to something I actually am intelligent on, okay. which is Google. Um, here is the big story. Google is announcing that it will no longer sell ads based on specific web browsing data ah interesting there you have a they that that is interesting because one of their executives has a company that they started called neva that is is uh getting funding that uh that has got been getting more and more funding um, starting next year the company will stop using and investing in tracking technologies that identify web users as they move from site to site this is seriously shaking up the digital ad economy Google accounted for 52 percent of uh, last year's uh, global digital ad spending at 292 billion dollars uh, Google announced last year it would remove third-party cookies in 2022. Of course, this all comes among increased antitrust. Uh, strategy. I think this is a prophylactic, as you often say, against a uh, big tech giant late last year. The Department of Justice announced a lawsuit against the company, alleging the company has a monopoly on search. And obviously targeting is an important part of that. Tracking technologies is. Uh, Facebook also announced it would be lifting a ban on political ads in the United States. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're over here. We're back to trouble. So t- what do you think? What do you think about this? This is a big deal. Um, and they're leaning into privacy. as you Well, know, they're trying I, I think to the only
0: thing that really Apple's rivals – really rivals Google's concern over privacy as Facebook's support of journalism. I think those <laughs> two things are are, you know, I you know, it, it's like when I go on when I go on boards, I always walk in thinking I I know what's going on. And what I always mm-hmm. find, and this is a good lesson and it's something I'm struggling I've struggled with my whole life and I'm finally mm-hmm. trying to acknowledge when I go into new environments and I think there's a lesson here for young people. That is, generally speaking, when you go into a new environment, you find out that you're not as smart as you thought, and they're not as dumb as you'd hoped. And when Facebook says, claims that their actions reflect a concern or support for journalism, and Google attempts to fashion this or spin this as a concern for privacy, well, guess what? We're not that fucking stupid. Mm. This is, or the way I perceive this, and I'd love to get your viewpoint. I feel like
2: we are that stupid, but go ahead.
0: Yeah, you you might be right. Um, St. Patrick's Day. Anyway, so the uh, uh, Google, uh, something like 50% of all actions or all time over a certain amount of time on the internet touches a Google property. Mm-hmm. And so they can start grabbing data from your actions and use behavioral data on Gmail, on their browser, on search, obviously, on Android. A cookie is a chance to follow you around the internet and if the New mm-hmm. York Times and you show up and they have put a cookie on your browser and you show back up to the New York Times, they know you're at the Audi site and they can start running you Audi ads as you're reading, you know, or, list, you know, reading Kara Swisher's column and they can get more money for those ads and they can monetize their traffic to a greater extent as a function of cookie technology. If effectively Google starts clearing cookies anytime Mm -hmm. someone comes to one of their properties, Mm -hmm. then what they're saying is, all right, we control, we have the scale to touch almost everybody every time they're on the internet, and we're gonna reduce your ability. So basically this is just nothing but a transfer of power from everyone that doesn't have fifty percent of all activity on the internet uh, to Google, so the notion that this reflects in any way anything mm-hmm. other than just them leveraging their monopoly power—if you want—if you want evidence for antitrust, this is it. This isn't an hmm. attempt to avoid antitrust. This is Exhibit C of why Google should be broken up, in my view.
2: Oh, interesting. Well, you know, interesting. The reactions from the ad industry are all, all over the place. You know, some say that you now, if they can't target or not get a detailed, this is from the Journal. After Google's change, advertisers won't be able to get a detailed picture of uh, of people's uh, the targeted users went on to buy and advertise products. Still, other ad industry executives said the change is good for consumers and expressed hope that Google's new targeting technologies will still help brands achieve their goals. In online marketing. And so it it really is interesting because I think they have no, they have to act in some way so that looks that they care about privacy, whether putting, uh, you know, there's a thing where they, when working on a thing called a privacy sandbox, which they, um, they target ads without collecting individual information. Mm -hmm. They, they, they group people together cohorts and stuff like that.
0: Search works (laughs) that way, doesn't it? They I, claim they don't, claim know. They don't yes. know you. Yeah. They they yes. they scrub yes. your identity and then group right. you.
2: And so I think what's they they really there's a real. Um, Tension in the industry right now around these issues, and so I think this move is the right thing for them to at least be communicating. Their this is their story, their narrative,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: and there are other there, I, there. The 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 Shridhar who ran a lot of their ad products has started a company called Neva, which is doing stuff like that. So there's all kinds Spoke of to interesting. Because yeah. Of Yes, that's right. And so, I think that, what do you think of that, that idea of what they're doing there? Um, So,
0: I I could not be more excited. I think mm -hmm. that there is a big opportunity here, the purity play, the citizen play, whether it's Snap or um, Pinterest accelerating because people see them as a non-toxic social platform, whether it's Twitter stock accelerating when they kick off, Uh, hate and misinformation in the form of 140 characters known as our president. I think that the immunities are kicking in and people are saying there is a capitalist movement towards towards a better, healthier ecosystem. And one of the defining features of a healthier ecosystem is subscription Mm -hmm. as opposed to ad-driven models where it's just about your attention. So, if it's just about your attention, you try and convince people on – uh, Robinhood that everyone's making money and and figure out a way for eighty five percent of them to lose money by trading every goddamn day. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, let's train you to be to be divided, be angry, and rage you so you keep showing up and commenting and getting angry or convince you that everyone's better looking than you and you should be shamed and get back to get mm-hmm. some sort of weird sort of fake relevance. So the idea that a search engine could be launched. That's subscription-based and will actually take you to the best information as opposed to the information they can further monetize or enrage you with, I think is the future of search. And this guy mm-hmm. has the chops. I don't think he's thinking yeah. big enough. I think he should go to, and I think there's an opportunity here, mm-hmm. go to the best content creators in the world, whether it's the New York Times or Condé Nast or News Corp. Or Pearson or Nikkei, and say you've seen what happened to you. Google partners with media companies the way a virus partners with a host. Mm-hmm. Go in with all uh Go in all in with us and take all that shit off of Google. Make Google the sewer it deserves to be in terms of content, oh, and go exclusive with us. So Neva to me is a it's gonna, super. It's also you've got to get people
2: using it. You know, people are so used. Google to is scale. such a is is such a practice. It's such a thing. It's like oxygen in so many ways. What's interesting is according to the journal, on this is directed. The, the company said its announcement on Wednesday only covers its ad tools and unique identifiers for websites, not mobile apps, which is, of course, where a lot of the action is happening. So a big slice of the digital e- ad ecosystem wouldn't be affected. Mobile ad spending accounted for 68% of all digital spending in the U.S. So that's one issue. But meanwhile, Apple plans to limit tracking of app usage required by developers to get opt-in permission. So there's a squeeze going on there. It would be interesting if Google embraced it the same way. Um, and then did you uh, see
0: the Facebook, the but Facebook almost never this sends messages good. out. None of
2: this is good for Facebook. And then Facebook but. sent
0: out a message saying, we stand with small business. This is an assault on <laughs> small business. Thank God for Facebook <laughs> protecting small business. Yeah. <sighs> this Thank
2: is God they're something. here for us. This is something. The, the, Facebook's going to get a squeeze here. I'm feeling yeah, a squeeze. They're all they're I'm going feeling after a each other now uh ideally skinny, which is good competition is good um i think that's it's right. great uh google shareholders will be interesting i think probably it doesn't affect their money a lot and they could also they can still do first party data on people that use their stuff um as long as they get the permission to do so and of course it's all opt out not opt in and they have a lot of services like youtube and others that collect something called first uh, i think it's called first party data and that's mm-hmm. the um that's that works rather well for them. A combination of this cohorts and then first party data, they've still got it covered. Google's gonna be just fine, kids. Just so you know. As um, long as oh,
0: Pinterest acquires the rights to Michael Bolton. I maybe, think that's the gangster technology maybe, move that we're all we've all maybe, been waiting for.
2: Maybe Jack will buy oh Pinterest God. for Square.
0: Seriously. Seriously,
2: <laughs> that one makes more sense because they sell Anything shit.
0: Anything makes more sense. That
2: one makes more sense. It
0: doesn't would make it? more sense if you and I acquired the <laughs> rights to George Michael music. I mean, by the way, genius. That guy's a genius. I love George Michael. That oh was my gosh! That Literally, was part of all my, youth. my favorite artists are dying from opioid overdoses. George Michael, Tom Petty. If I were REM, I would not leave the house right now. Every every <laughs> one of my favorite artists are dropping dead from opioid <laughs> oh, overdoses.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. About <sighs> In Anyways, any I'm case. okay. I'm All right, okay. He's going to buy something like Pinterest. That, actually, that makes more sense. Pinterest by Square, that makes more sense. Pinterest
0: by okay. Square? No, Square, no, Square, Square by Pinterest. Do you realize Square is worth more than Goldman Sachs right now?
2: Yes, you told me that. I know, and, and <sighs> I, you are going to get well, that turned around. I'm telling you again. You're going to get that turned around. Okay, we're going to go on a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about implosions of the entertainment industry, and we'll take
1: a listener mail question. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
2: Okay, Scott, we're back. Okay, look, it's all it's not all it's not all, uh, all Jay Z and and Jack hanging, hanging, sweet hanging. Um, let's talk about more troubles for the entertainment industry and where we go from here. My favorite movie chain uh, is uh, going experience is Rune, The Alamo Drafthouse movie theater chain is filed Chapter Eleven. Um, this is a, a movie theater chain that's been struggling during the pandemic, and obviously so, because the, it's a real experiential thing where you go and eat in the theater and they have food, and then you watch movies and beautiful seats, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, they'll continue to operate, but have been acquired by Altamont Capital Partners, which frightens me in some way. I don't even know, they're one of. I assume a hedge fund. Meanwhile, the Golden Globes viewership sunk to record lows. Global r- globe, globe, uh ratings plummeted more than sixty percent from the eighteen point three million viewers last year to an audience of so six point nine million. So people tend to like television experiences. So uh, I think this they'll probably jump back next year um, and then go drank and that's what they do. They do these sort of drank fests that they entertain people at. But what do you think about the the Alamo thing? We there we were talking about how different. The movie theater experience. And I, you know, I still think movie theaters are screwed, as I've said before. What do you think about this?
0: Well, first of all, Altamont Capital Partners. Doesn't that sound like you go to meet with Altamont and then all of a sudden the elevator turns dark (laughs) and you plummet to some unknown (laughs) floor and they grab you and harvest your organs?
3: (laughs) Sharks. That's Sharks. That <laughs> like, sounds you know, like so a bond. sinister. Welcome to Altamont,
0: where the future <laughs> is yours. <laughs> yes. so,
2: let me I just mean, say, allegedly, allegedly okay. they have elevators with it. Okay. You know and what? It. They're a very nice company. They do not have elevators on oh, the floors. Sure i they people. do not harvest organs. Altamont Capital Let me Partners. just say, Let me, that me guess a bunch of white joke. dudes. That Going out satire. Out on a here. I'm just Going trying to protect us legally. That's satire.
0: There's me and my identity politics. I know nothing about them. Making and do stereotypes not have sharks make.
2: at the bottom of the elevators. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Okay.
0: Right. Uh, live and let die. Roger Moore. Fantastic film. And he yeah. he
2: put his feet at the edges because he. And the knew guy that- from
0: Seven Up, Mister yeah. Bond, Mr. The, Bond. The, the, with the alligators running over the— mm-hmm. Anyway, back to back to this. Okay. This all right. is this is the biggest jump over the biggest shark I have ever seen in media. Meaning? Okay. Golden Globe viewership mm-hmm. was off sixty two percent this year. You know how much you loved it? That would make you one of seven people who love the Golden no, Globes.
2: No, no, I like the whole thing. viewership was down I know that. Of course it was down. I just, I, I didn't, I, I know, I like some of the moments. Everyone's I panicked. I like Jodie Foster making out with her wife, stuff
0: like that, but go ahead. Everyone's panicked that the Super Bowl was down eight percent viewership. The Golden yeah. Globes were down, and everybody said, oh, broadcast TV, ad-supported television will always have live events and sports. Well, guess what? That wall has been breached. The Gold Golden Globes off 62%. Yeah, that's a lot. And then, and then. People
3: like that
2: show. People like it and they don't like the new show.
0: And then, and then what do we have? The other point of distribution for the media industrial complex, the film industrial complex, the movie theaters. Remember we had Mark Cuban. I was like, oh no, movie theaters are great. They just need to evolve. And everyone uses the same thing. Mm -hmm. Alamo Drafthouse, bankrupt. Mm -hmm. I pick, which I love, bankrupt. And here's the thing, Kara, here's the thing. And I'm going to tie this to today's news. Okay. All right, Paramount Plus announced, uh, is launching yes, today. Yes, I saw
3: that. Yeah. Okay,
0: so you got Jean-Luc Picard. Right. You got Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Lionel Messi. They have the Premier League games. And you mm-hmm. have SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. For six bucks a month. So the cost to go to Alamo yeah. for one night, mm-hmm. that's at least 70 or 75 bucks. Or you can have... yeah. Or you can have Lionel Messi and John Starship Commander John Cacard I don't Picard think it's a, a big
2: business, but I would. It's a small business in a non-pandemic environment. I don't think it's like kill, it's going to kill it. I think if they just, I, I, my idea was that all movie theaters are going to contract to small businesses. But go ahead, move well, on. Well,
0: look, uh, you know, there's there's still places where you can rent movies on video cassette. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, no. you will see. That business will be – go through a Chapter 11. Retail – Retail is essentially a retail play. And retail was invented for Chapter 11 because you get to go through and cherry-pick the Alamos that are actually working. Right. And they get an excuse to cut costs, get out of bad leases. It will come back – but my guess is, and I hate to say this, I think Alamo and every other theater, that could be a Chapter 22, and that is it could come out and go back in. Uh, I pick uh, – there's an mm. I pick here in Delray, by the there's way. There's no
2: such thing as Chapter 22, but go ahead. Well, that's that's a, a finance <laughs> yes, term for double, insiders yes. when you yeah. go
0: Chapter 11 – Twice. Twice. Jay-Z knows, Jay knows what that <laughs> I means. I can add. I can add. Jay-Z knows what that means.
2: I can multiply. I can divide. <laughs> go ahead.
0: Anyways, uh, we have an iPick here in Delray. And mm-hmm. I I love, Explain what
2: iPick is for those who don't know. Well, right?
0: iPick is basically you go to a movie theater, and they let you watch in a Lazy Boy, and they bring you Zacapa and Cokes. It's yeah. heaven. I'll tell you yeah. what it is. It's heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I started taking the kids to see kids' movies there. I hate kids' movies more than anything. Really? And then I realized I probably shouldn't be drinking on outings with my children. Totally right. new story. Different yeah. story. Different yeah. story.
2: Well, we all knew that. So
0: I stopped <laughs> doing that. But now when I go to movies, uh, I only go to iPick. I think it's amazing. And I right. would pay. It's, they bring you sliders. They bring you alcohol. And you, you hit this button and you have a Lazy Boy. Mm-hmm. and you. It's a great—I It's like, I imagine it's probably the same as Alamo. I don't know what Alamo is. Is Alamo the same thing?
2: Uh. Yeah, Kind of, yeah. Go ahead,
0: yeah. Anyways, it's it's a yeah, differentiated premium experience. I pick went bankrupt before COVID. Mm-hmm. They couldn't figure it out before COVID, and everyone loves it. But here's the thing. It's just we have – again, it goes back to dispersion, and that is the content creators and consumers are pairing up to say, dispersion. you know what? Dispersion. We don't need – CAA, you know what? We don't need movie theaters to stop that great content from getting to your amazing mm-hmm. living room. That, by the right. way, has innovated like crazy, crazy.
2: Like crazy. Like
0: crazy. I have yeah. a wall, I have this thing called a wallpaper TV. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. It's just, anyway, so the the dispersion of, of value to the end consumer is skipping over friction, distinct of who it hurts. And yeah. Whether whether CAA or the guy directing Batman all want to hold on to the to the media? They
2: do. The are high dudgeon. Gave me a headache after my Jason Kyler interview. I gotta say, gave me a headache.
0: Gave you a headache? Gave me a headache. Go um, ahead. So Continue. look, it, this is more evidence of dispersion. I think movie theaters are going to be. I mean, they might as well call them Sears at this point. It's just, uh, I, I think you're going to see a, a real implosion. What might be interesting is. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how if and how uh, Alamo comes back. But, okay, 62% down, the Golden Globe's live. The advertising industrial complex, the movie theater, the the film industrial complex is literally collapsing on itself.
2: Yes. So what happens? I have to say, interestingly, Kara Swisher is going to buy another big screen TV. I have real old TVs. I want to make. I want (laughs) to. My son has a nice one. But I, I was like, they don't. Cost that much, and I really like watching at home. I, it sounds the, crazy, but I made kind of a nice, nice wallpaper. I I, I I like have my food, and I can get things delivered. And I was like, you know, but I, I was wondering what I will go back to after post vaccine, post pandemic. And I think I will mm-hmm. go to movies, certain movies, like one that I want to see on a big less screen. And less, Kara. Less. Oh, totally. It was less already happening. Less. It was already happening. But which which movies will I want to see on a big screen? Like probably. Top Gun, like or something like that, or yeah, something. Yeah, that.
0: I, I don't think you know what it is. I don't think you're going to go to movies for the movie. I think you're going to go to movies for the people, and that is, your kids will get excited about something. It's a chance to get no, your kids out of the my house. My kids
2: do not like movie theaters. My son. Well, I'm talking never about goes.
0: people with with yeah. children, and when your daughter <laughs> okay. gets a little bit older, you'll take yeah. her. To see uh, cube movies for the experience uh, when, and not only that, you'll I think you, how we see movies we go. With, we go with groups of friends, and we go see Queen mm-hmm. all together, and we wear white t-shirts. It's white <laughs> tank tops because we're that kind of crazy, fun people. Uh, okay. And then we go back and have a key party because we're bored and live in the suburbs. But yeah, beyond that, beyond a key that, party
2: you don't have key parties. <laughs> there's I a
0: don't. seventy reference, seventies reference. Was, there's a
2: great movie called the uh, with Sigourney Weaver. What's it called the Alien? Ice Something the Ice. Oh, it's really good. It's about a key party. think bad things happen after a key party.
0: It's mm. just. I've actually never uh, been to a key party. Or yeah, it's I should, the uh, actually, ice. I'm looking which it Which is right very now. understandable. I have right? never been invited to a key party, which makes it's, a lot of sense. Well, why would they invite you to a <laughs> well, key that's party? That's my joke. That's my humor. Thank you very much. It's,
2: it's really Miss, a good. It's it's one of those set. Ice storm. The ice storm. It's it's by Ang Lee. It's Miss very platinum
0: loyalty card holder at Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. Ice I don't storm. think. Uh, I don't think, yeah. I, I, we go to movies for people and for experience, no longer for the films, I, I, and the Golden Globes, anyways, bottom line is, the the, the the there's so much value leaking away from the traditional film enterprise, from agencies, I think you're going to see a major agency uh, to go through a restructuring, moving to the streaming platforms, because think about... My God! I, I thought Paramount Plus when I heard it. I was merely snarky. Oh God! Another streaming platform. We don't need it. There's all these articles saying we have subscription f- fatigue. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. For six bucks a month, it's yep. an amazing deal. Yeah, it's, an right. amazing right, it's an deal. amazing
3: deal. But then
2: you have a lot of them. That's the issue. Ultimately, it adds up monthly. Uh, there needs time, to be an
0: operating right. system on top of it. They you, just. I think you'll still pay as much. Consolidation. Do you know that when asked, there's some really interesting research. When asked what deals. people think they pay mm-hmm. for subscriptions, they report on average 84 bucks a mm-hmm. month. Do you know how much on average we pay in subscriptions each month?
2: I don't know. What?
0: 230 yeah. which means yeah, we, we think we're more. getting a great value.
2: Yeah, we do. It's all started with Amazon Prime. I feel good about it still 100%. to this day, and I don't know what I pay.
0: 100%. Fascinating.
2: Fascinating. All right, this is fascinating. We'll see what happens. I think Alamo Draft helps will come out. It'll be smaller. It's still a small—like what I was saying about AMC, it's like, look, it's a small business. That's what it is. It's a small business, and it's a smaller business going forward. Unless they can come up with some innovation that is so fantastic that uh, maybe—I don't know what it would be. Maybe a 3D. Taking your kidney. 3D.
0: Taking your kidney. Taking, I think no. that's the only thing that saves <laughs> like, Alamo.
2: Would you like sliders,
0: please flip on your stomach, you'll feel a pinprick in your shoulder.
2: (laughs) No, but like 3D, I can see them in virtual reality, I don't know, games, I don't know, I'm not an innovative person, so I don't know. All right, but let's take a listener mail question, next.
0: You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got mail. Hi Karen, Scott. My name is Thomas and I'm 21 years old. I currently work as a software developer for a healthcare startup in Providence, Rhode Island. Due to my circumstance as a foreigner from Taiwan working in the U.S. on my student visa, there's a high chance I will eventually have to seek opportunities elsewhere. Here's my question. What advice would you give a 21-year-old when navigating the tech sector with the hopes to one day start their own business? Additionally, considering that I'm most interested in exploring market opportunities in Taiwan and Japan, What are some principles, in your opinion, that I should follow when adapting existing American solutions to those regions? Thank you for taking the time to answer my question.
2: This is fascinating. This is interesting. I had this question from a student at the, where I'm doing a seminar at University of Chicago yesterday. They were a uh, someone who is on a visa here and wanted to take, a, 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 is interested in fintech. And I said, oh, go to all these different startups. I mentioned public. I mentioned lots of things. And they said they had to go to a bigger company because of visa problems. And the bigger mm-hmm. companies can, like it was, a, I'm not going to say where they were going, but it was a big bank that they had. a job. And they wanted, I was like, start your own company, do this and that. And then the, the difficulties, she, th- this woman, and had to make a dis- an economic decision based on visa issues. Um, so uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens around visas, but I was always advising people to start their own companies or go to small startups. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, that's always my thing, but I had never even thought of this, and this guy has the same visa issue, probably, will probably face that. So what do you think?
0: Well, first off, a 21-year-old that's working in software and healthcare, I, I'd like to be him. Yeah, so I hope that great. he has the perspective I didn't have at the age of 21 and to recognize how impressive a young man he is and how well he's doing. Look, I'd like to think that with the Biden administration, we are mm-hmm. waking up again, a reawakening to our superpower, and that mm-hmm. is our embrace of immigrants. And that uh, recognizing that 60% of the NASDAQ by market capitalization uh, is run by either uh, Im- Im- recent immigrants or first-generation immigrants, and that it, to cut off or to not embrace <laughs> Impressive young men like this individual—we're doing mm-hmm. nothing but shooting ourselves. Imagine if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and every season you get to—you get your pick of the best college players. You didn't have to go through a draft or a lottery. That's where America is, and for some reason, we've decided no. Let's send them. Let's send them to the to the. You know, let's let's send them to the Las Vegas Raiders, or let's send them to yeah. the New England Patriots. They just. I'm hopeful that that this young man will have the opportunity to stay we'll in America. See, if he a lot doesn't, of people are worried. to his question, you know, what American values to take to other nations. I've, I sold my first company to Densu, a Japanese company. I'm not familiar with Taiwan. But I think one of the reasons America has been so successful as an entrepreneurial culture. It's in our DNA. We're risk takers. The people who came here are risk takers. The people who keep, kept heading west were risk takers. Uh, we're not afraid. I don't want to say – everyone says America embraces failure. That's bullshit, but we're not afraid of it. And mm-hmm. my advice to this young man is a lot of people make the mistake of thinking, I need to go get certified or credentialed in order to start a business. I've been starting businesses since I got out yep. of business school. Uh, it, there are no special skills to be an on, being an entrepreneur other than a willingness to absorb a lot of risk, a willingness to sell like crazy. Being entrepreneur is Latin for selling, selling employees, selling investors yeah, you're right and also bring what i call an american work ethic america is about opportunity it's about generosity i'd like to think it's about empathy and it's also about we work and i've never i've never had a successful company that didn't involve me working around the fucking clock and but
2: listen hustle porn let me just tell you something though hustle taiwan's that now sli- that's an expression Do you that know hurts. That? i know hustle- i know
0: the whole hustle porn um, industry i don't like it
2: i, I know that um, uh, the Taiwan is no slacker in this area. Look what they've done around COVID—very innovative. Well, you microchips, start a company. Do you know, remember whatever? You can start a company anywhere with those with that kind of. With, with I didn't that. you are putting about. words in my
0: mouth. Okay,
2: I'm just. saying. Are you going to accuse me not,
0: of, of using the Nazi I mean, word very again?
2: American, I like. I think there's innovation all over the world. But can I just get oh, to the actual? We own specifics? entrepreneurship. we, no, we absolutely
0: we, do not. We, do not. we are we are the entrepreneurship <laughs> gangsters. <laughs>
2: absolutely not.
0: Okay, name a company that's added more than a billion in the where's the European Google thing? I get it.
2: You got the European Google thing. You're going to uh, do that. Outside where of China, schools?
0: where has who's, who's, who's added more 10, than 10 billion dollars in one year? There's
2: a lot of innovation across the world, oh, anyhow. Okay.
0: That's that's um, a bold statement, you
2: American exceptionalist hustle porner. Um, <laughs> just say, you know, Biden's immigration plan, just so you know, this is from his news story calls for dramatically boosting the number of green cards and expanding other avenues for highly skilled workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, overhauling Trump's ban on um, uh, uh, HB1 visa bans that were pushing it back, but. This is something they've noted. Biden's immigration plan calls, sure, uh, d- does this, but House Democrats are weighing piecemeal approach to immigration that would put more popular measures like helping refugees, agricultural workers, and people brought to the United States illegally first, leaving no leverage to push through less popular measures like increasing immigration for skilled workers. And so, how they do this is open question, um, and whether it'll 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 be problematic. Um, and a lot of people this, and so there's all kinds of legislation going on. Um, There's another th- th- figuring out how overhaul um, the um, the uh, HB one visa program is going to be a, a, a political struggle too. Um, I want to
0: be 21 and go to Tokyo and start a business.
2: Yeah, that sounds yeah, pretty good. I do too. I think that would be fun. That
0: sounds like um, fun. Oh there's God. also Matt
2: Getz has some HB one visa plan. I don't even want to know about what? it. What? I know he does. Let me read this. Uh, it's, uh, three American lawmakers have introduced legislation in the House of Representatives that stops employers from hiring, stops employers from hiring foreign HB1Bs if they recently are planned to furlough their U.S. workers. That's going to be the fight. Like, if you don't hire U.S. workers and requires employers to pay for HB1 workers more than their American workers. Guess who's involved? Matt Mo Brooks, Matt Getz, and Lance Gooden. The American Jobs First Act. Hmm. So there's going to be a struggle here. This is not, this is, this, this is a, uh, a struggling uh, thing and so we'll see. I think a lot of there'll be pressures from tech companies and this and that. But the fact of the matter is uh what's l- give me your one thing, your biggest advice you would give a young person who wants to start a company besides working all the time and love and
0: failure. Uh, find. Okay. Give me
2: something fresh.
0: Find um uh, find great partners. I've never mm. a- uh, greatness is in the agency of others. Find mm. someone who has different skills than you. And it's just so much more fun to build great things with other people. Yes, and, that's how I uh, feel
2: about you, Scott.
0: Go on, you mean that? There's a kernel of truth in there. <laughs> well, I'm being well, very serious. What well, we've the yes, success we have agreed. recognized here together it's is joint. more fun because we recognize it together. Yep. No, it, it's I. I, I, I would agree. just say I if you asked I me agree. for one one piece of Are advice. Gonna, my first partner, that is a good one. my first partner and profit was this incredibly introverted technology guy named Ian Chaplin, who's this who is everything I'm not. He's smart, he's yeah. disciplined, he understands technology, he's very practical. When we sold our first e-commerce company, Aardvark, a pet company, I mm. wanted to take all stock from this amazing company called Petopia that was clearly <laughs> going to the moon. And he's like, no, let's take half in cash, Scott. Yeah. Let's just yeah. take, just trust me on this one. Let's take half in cash. Yeah. And the thing was bankrupt within seven months. Find someone.
2: Mm. Yeah, looks, smart. smells,
0: and feels differently than you. Different Good. background.
2: That's a nice idea. You know, I recently interviewed Blair Baverman, who, who does dog mushing and different things like that. She does a lot of wilderness things. She's an adventurer. And I said, what would you take out if you could only take one thing into the wilderness? And I assumed she would say a giant knife or something like that. And she said a person.
0: Yeah, someone Another else. person.
2: I said a giant knife, but yeah. yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting. I think you're right. I think on that note, that lovely note, we will end that one. And so we're going to take one more quick break and we'll be back for predictions.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling
3: What a bargain. Go to hbr.org slash subscriptions and enter the promo code PIVOT right now to get 10% off your subscription. Again, save 10% off your HBR subscription. Go to hbr.org slash subscriptions and enter the promo code PIVOT.
2: Okay, Scott, prediction time. Once again, I'm going to give you credit. You predicted that Roku will make an acquisitions this year. This week, Roku acquired Nielsen's video advertising business. I don't even understand this. Another one, but they did mm-hmm. not acquire Tidal. That's all I know. Oh, the acquisition means that Roku will acquire Nielsen's automatic uh, content recognition and dynamic ad insertion technology, which is basically just means better targeted ads. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of companies I've noticed lately that are going to try to compete with Nielsen. There's all kinds of things happening in that. Regard. So what does it mean for Roku's future? Explain this to me, person who would understand it, which I do not.
0: Well, I, I don't know the specifics around the, the, the synergy or lack thereof. My prediction was simple, and that is Shopify and Roku – are the new are, uh, have such incredible valuations on their companies right now that mm-hmm. they should? Yeah, why not? Free and they're money. smart. They should go shopping mm-hmm. and start uh, going vertical, either upstream or downstream into content or upstream mm-hmm. into ad tools. Right. But Roku and Shopify are arguably two of the most innovative companies of the last ten years. And the weird thing, the amazing thing about the stock market, and the reason why market volatility and Robinhood is such a threat to our economy, Goldman Sachs. Why the fuck are you taking in public? Anyway, it's different story. <laughs> Is that with a really healthy NASDAQ, the ability to help people envision the future and then pull the capital forward such that they can make the future happen is just Mm -hmm. an incredible advantage that America has. In America, an individual and a team can say, we see this future, and it is so bold, and it's so audacious, and we have something called the NASDAQ that says, you know what, if that vision – is that exciting? We'll give you the capital to pull the future forward, mm-hmm. and Shopify and Shopify. So these now, are the two
2: companies. So what else should they buy then? I mean, is that enough? Like, well,
0: no. I think shop. <laughs> I, I think well, Shopify. So they I make
2: think, a prediction on that.
0: So, I've made the prediction. I think Shopify should buy FedEx or a fulfillment company. I think they should okay. go toe-to-toe with Amazon.
2: Because Amazon can't buy that company, right? Amazon is going to get would Well, get Amazon into... doesn't
0: need to. Amazon has built their own FedEx.
2: <laughs> right. Okay.
0: Um, all right. So, I, I think but the prediction was you're just going to see some gangster, fairly significant acquisitions. Um, if I were an investment bank, I would just mm-hmm. be presenting Shopify and Roku with ideas all day long. All uh, right. So,
2: uh, FedEx for Shopify. What else? Give me something else for, for Shopify.
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I, I. You know. I think that they could get into the business of brick and mortar retail by going in and buying. Um, if I were, if I were Shopify, I would take a, a hard look at Kohl's mm-hmm. and use Kohl's more as well-staffed, well-lit warehouses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Kohl's trades at a fraction of its value. And Kohl's has fantastic people. They have great human capital. They have great e-commerce. Mm-hmm. They're just in a shitty business right now, and that is selling big box, not big box, but selling other people's brands. Yeah. Uh, so that would be accretive from both for real estate, accretive for both human capital. Um, yeah. So, I, look, I think there's a, a, a bunch of opportunities. I know it's owned by Target. target I think that would be too big a bite. Target's yeah. is stock is accelerated, and I, I think I don't think they could afford uh, Target. It
2: used to be such an innovative store. I was just in it the other day, and I thought oh, something's wrong here.
0: Something
2: target, like, Target. Yeah. I love
0: the Super Target and Boca. No, I've been to the Super. I'm, I see I'm,
2: I'm, I'm in City Targets. I guess they're not quite. I just was always excited by a Target, and now I've been in several that I'm like. Eh. It just feels like it needs a refresh. That's my mm-hmm. feeling. Um, so, and then Roku. Besides Nielsen, what should they buy?
0: I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really have. I don't have what I'd call a, a strong, um, you know, strong view on on Roku. Yeah, but you're just like
2: go buy something. What?
0: Um, well, you're going to force me here. If I were Roku, I would think about starting to pick off the best parts of WPP, IPG, Publicis, and Omnicom that are now mm-hmm. a shadow of their former selves. I'd find the most data-driven, interesting agencies that have amazing relationships mm-hmm. and amazing human capital and go in and say, hey, WPP, I will buy Saxis or whatever it's called, a shitty name, XAXIS. Mm-hmm. These agencies all have buried within them some fantastic companies with fantastic people. That are um, trading at a fraction of their worth because they're trapped in the corpus of a shitty business called the advertising industrial complex, where everyone Mm -hmm. says, "Okay, we're running ads on something's viewership is declining 62 percent." The Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. So I would get out my pencils and I would go to the big agency conglomerates Ah, and start picking off. So
2: there's nobody, no more parties next year, are there? Like.
0: Oh yeah, they'll just be thrown by Facebook though.
2: Oh, you're
0: right. I've been to that party. (laughs) They or or, you know, Mark Benioff does great parties. I love Salesforce parties. Yeah. They're he nice. does. He does. parties.
2: He's. He's. They're not dirty anymore, though. Let's they used to Mar- be dirty. I should have Mark Benioff on. I was just texting with him the other night
0: headquarters. Well, I bet headquarters. you are. I bet you are. I, I was. Like
2: Mark. He, he texted me about something. I like Let him. me just tell you, we should have him on to talk about headquarters.
0: I love that Mark like, on. Mark,
2: you know, remember you said if Mark Benioff leaves San Francisco, my so still I asked my favorite him
0: that. image, my favorite image that. ever mm-hmm. was that that B roll of you walking around Salesforce headquarters next to him. He, <laughs> you guys look like a different species. I mean, seriously, <laughs> oh, that is guy. a big guy. He yeah. is. I think that's the most successful big person I know. Yeah, he's and yeah. he went to USC. Don't hold out against him. I like Mark yeah. a lot. I like yeah. Mark a
2: lot. Yeah, that would I asked him if he was going to leave, and he wrote, um, uh, "I go. Are you are you are you going to leave San Francisco?" Um, <laughs> and I said, and he was teasing me, and he goes. I wonder if Sanf- it would happen if S- Salesforce left California. He goes, we already left, found an amazing new headquarter. We call it the cloud.
0: <laughs> well, <just> touche. <laughs> said, touche, Mark. He's not going
2: to leave San Francisco. So, want to hear we my prediction? huge towers in San Francisco, Tokyo, Indianapolis, Chicago, New York, Atlanta, Dublin, and thing. But my Dublin. heart will always be in San Francisco. Thank you. Dublin, St.
0: Patrick's Day. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, my prediction, uh, I think there's something to, I'm fascinated by this wealth tax that um
2: elizabeth warren's back with them. senator
0: warren i don't and the, here's the thing i don't think it i don't think it happens because if you look at the history of wealth taxes if they're annual. Mm-hmm. They'd end up not working because very smart, yes. talented billionaires are the most mobile people in the world. And Bernard Arnault just moves to Belgium. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard. These these are individuals who are like, you know, I have a really nice life and I travel a lot anyway, so I'll just kind of headquarter or establish residence in London. Mm-hmm. A capital, especially uh, uh, human capital, when people are exceptionally wealthy, are the most mobile people in the world. And then Elizabeth Warren says, well, when asked about that, says, well, I'll, I'll impose a 40% exit tax. And there's something uncomfortable that strikes at what is one of our advantages, and that is America and Britain have very strong private property laws. And at some mm-hmm. point – And quite frankly, I think Senator Warren and Senator Sanders are like, Mm -hmm. you know, you've been in Senate long enough. You're the ones that that created some of this income inequality. You controlled all three houses, branches of government, and you couldn't figure out a tax policy that didn't create incredible income inequality. And now you want to go kind of Robin Hood people's private capital. So I have – I think a one-time wealth tax because of the pandemic might make sense. An annual one is not only – I'm not even sure it's the right
3: thing. I said a temporary one. Well, yeah, a one-time
0: much. thing. We did a super yeah. tax on oil companies. Anyways, yep. but a wealth tax, uh, uh, and this goes to my prediction, I think we're going to hear more discussion about, if you think about it, you need taxes to defend our borders. Mm-hmm. You need it to create a, a society with connected t- connective tissue, re- redistribute income, protect our parks, et cetera, pr- protect people, protect the country, protect our borders, uh, encourage investment, infrastructure, um, you know, X, Y, Z most of that, most of that happens at a state level. And I think the real crisis here and what will be interesting and get more attention is that if you were to take the 10,000 people with the largest unrecognized capital gains, mm-hmm. uh, they are all moving to Texas and California in A, because Texas and California, uh, excuse me, they're all moving to Texas and Florida. A, because Texas and Florida are wonderful, but B, it's like they're engaged in massive tax avoidance. And that is if my SPAC just went public and I'm sitting on a $400 million gain, I can save 50 million bucks by moving to Miami, and Miami's pretty awesome. You're going to see, and this would be, I think, the way to go, some sort of tax, and I think this would be more equitable, that says, if you spend... 20 years in New York, taking advantage of our roads, recruiting mm-hmm. from the finest university system in the world, the University of California, mm-hmm. uh, 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 leveraging our infrastructure, and you create a company worth $3 billion, and your share of that is $800 million, and you have benefited from the extraordinary infrastructure and the tax the taxpayers of California, mm-hmm. you can't just peace out for 11 you months cannot. You're right. and then avoid Uh, all those taxes and not reinvest back in the infrastructure that you have leveraged and benefited from. So I think the more interesting conversation we're going to start to have is some sort of what I'll call value accretion tax. And that is, Mm -hmm. you can't do an Elon Musk and add the GDP of Hungary to your net worth and leverage the town of Alameda, leverage the incredible innovation that the Bay Area brings, leverage again Cal State, University of California, and then all of a sudden decide you got a hankering for Texas. Yep. So... I don't think a wealth tax, the, the kind of wealth more, tax. Let me
2: let me just sorry, read something. Let me just, billionaire Len Cooperman, this is from told CNBC, that he thought the idea has no merit, it's foolish, it's probably not legal if a wealth tax passes, go out and buy yourself some gold, because people are going to rush to find ways uh, to cheat, uh, to, to hiding their wealth, essentially. Um, he wants to do a, a progressive income tax. I believe rich people should pay more. Yeah. Um, the question is, we have to coalesce around this nation, what should the maximum tax rate be on wealthy people, because that will define the revenue new yield for government. We'll goes government. There's on. a
0: lot. Get rid of capital yeah. gains. But yeah. there's something around the new gangster tax avoidance, intrastate yeah. tax avoidance. Yeah. And yeah,
2: because other states, like, don't have to wear masks here. Move here. You don't have to pay taxes here. Move here. It's, it, you know, it's 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 a real dog-eat-dog kind of thing.
0: But it just but, but what you want is you want taxation that foots to externalities and where people make their money. And if yeah. people are making their money in a state and leveraging the investment those taxpayers and that government are making, mm. you should pay taxes there. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it, – I think we're going to start to talk m- about what I'll call a value accretion tax, a VAT, yeah, if you will, that says, tax. all right, can't you, made all, you, you made all your money. You made all your money. You added you, – you benefited from from the, the infrastructure and yeah. the high taxes of uh, – The
2: innovation of the government.
0: Yeah, of New York. I just
2: interviewed a, a very famous economist, Mariana Matsukato.
0: She's, talks not, about that this. She's <laughs> not that famous. She's not that famous. Who? She is, though. What's her name?
2: She's working with a lot of people. She's working with a lot. Your names. She wrote. Uh, <laughs> she wrote. She wrote lots of books. The entrepreneurial state. She. Her, one of his arguments is that Apple benefited from all kinds of government. Um, you know, uh, government. Uh, and she, she. She. It's. It's a really interesting idea that the government has to sign better deals with businesses well, in, no in shit. the innovation. You it mean makes. not let
0: Apple. Create yeah. a PO box in the Isle of Man. Not and just that their is that Apple
2: benefited from GPS, benefited from this, all these government investments, DARPA. and put it together, DARPA, and then yeah. government has to sign better contracts with these people or, or be part of the innovation moonshots. Like we should yeah. put them behind and have a piece of it. Anyway, this is a very fascinating. I think this dog won't hunt, as they say, with the wealth tax. But there are innovative ways to do taxing. There is, and it's not bad, and it's not socialist, It's not this or that. It's just a. This one's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. And, I don't, and
2: it's you know I I like that Elizabeth Warren is saying they have to pay their fair share. That's a thing she always says. I don't know if you listen to her just, That's her little refrain over and over. It's not a little refrain; it's a big refrain. Um, and and that's her that's her sort of rallying cry. Um, but how they pay their fair share should be. Well, this geez. is not the way it's going to happen. She
0: embodies the best and the worst things about progressives, and I include that. I'd like to think of myself as a. Pre- a pre- she's right, and she's ineffective.
2: Are wrong in execution she's just
0: she's absolutely right billionaires should pay more and she's ineffective yeah and you know what her and charles schumer and senator sanders inspiring i agree with them and they're ineffective yeah the 15 dollars an hour we want it in fine and we end up with 725. yeah because you couldn't figure out a way to get joe manchin to agree to 11 or 12. Yeah. great great yeah. you're right you're right <laughs> it's a travesty and here we are at yeah. 725.
2: how is that going to work these days. You got to really just get shit done. That's what I say. Mostly.
0: GSD. GSD. Get shit
2: done. That's Thank what we God. do.
0: Thank God for the joy and emotional reward you recognize from our partnership. <laughs> Thank God. Thank I'm sorry, God. but I,
2: I got to tell you though, I'm going to work for Tidal now in Square. <laughs> I don't even know what they're doing. Oh my God. Uh,
0: does that make... Uh,
2: no. Uh, Let's uh, just get back uh, to that. What? Just say what? Seriously. All right. (laughs) Seriously, Seriously. Jack. Anyway, we'll be back on Tuesday. We have Kevin Roos on Monday talking to us about his new book, Future Shock. And I want to say it just like that with lots of exclamation points. Um, He's going to talk about that. And we will talk about these issues and stuff like that. Maybe he can explain title to us. We'll
0: also talk about the SPAC that you and I are forming. The proceeds of which we will use to buy the lifetime rights of Tom Petty, the greatest American rock and roll artist ever. You know, I,
2: why don't we do like a total scam, like the sting, and start a SPAC and then just run away with all the money and see if they can catch us? What do you think? Yeah, uh, I think it's a great idea.
0: Yeah, that that sounds. I, just, I like the let's idea. Let's do of being like
3: a, a fire festival I, for spacks.
0: I, I like the idea of being a on the run and b being on the <laughs> run with Kara Swisher. <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
2: very nice hotel. Yeah, would
0: last. We were smuggled out ju- <laughs> of Tokyo in a music box of trombone. Because
2: like, we're not unusual looking. What a yeah. pair we would you be. You will hold up one. with
0: Carlos Ghosn in Lebanon. <laughs> and I'll be like, Jesus Christ, this we're partnership didn't work out well. I
2: think we should start a SPAC. I think we should start a coin. I think we should start a SPAC. I know you're involved in spacks. I know. I, I know am. You're, yeah, you're I'm in involved SPACs. in SPACs. You and Joanna Coles are spacking it up behind my back. Joanne's
0: a gangster. She, like, smart.
2: She's like, smart. She, a She texted me the other day. She's like, oh, she's my smart. second spack. I'm like, what do you mean you're second? When did, when did you get smart. a second spec? Oh, everyone has she's a spack.
0: Joanna, smart. Has, my friend
2: Joanne has a, everyone has a spack She's on sure? my
0: personal advisory board. If I have a oh, big okay. decision to make, I call Joanna. Really? Yeah. Mm, I
2: don't she's also good to
0: do it, not, I mean, I call her for bigger decisions than this, but one of the decisions I've called her about is I yeah. need a fashion makeover. Yeah, I'm in one of the fair. I'm in this stage where I just have absolutely no sense of like fashion identity. Yeah. That's okay. the bad news. The good news is I think I'm going to grow out of it in about 30 or 40 years. Yeah. I would describe You'd my be fashion careful with sense. Her. You're
2: going to be decked out in leather when this pandemic ends and that's not going to be a good situation for anyone. Well, my current fashion
0: sense could be described as aging skateboarder. Yeah. And I need to move to something else and she's what? helping me. She's really? helping me. Her and her and George Hahn are going to dress oh, George me. George
2: Hahn, that's good. Yeah. Well, they're going to dress me. They're, but they—I don't know, Scott. I think you should stick with what you know. I have the same oh, shoes I know from high school. What's the problem? I have the—I stick with the same exact yeah, the, thing.
0: The, i don't know. I the- never change. Yeah, it's the, good.
2: It's a good look and sure I like it. I'm not
0: sure your fashion sense works for me. I'm, no, I'm it not doesn't. sure it works for you and I'm sure it doesn't work <laughs> for me. Modified
2: teenage boy. That's what I that's how I dress too.
0: 11-year-old <laughs> anyway, boy.
2: 11-year-old <laughs> boy. We'll be I'm actually wearing my kid's 11-year-old boy t-shirts right now.
0: That's sweet. Okay,
2: we'll be that's No, it's sweet. just I like them. They're nice. They're from yeah. Target, speaking of which. That's anyway, nice. we'll be back on Tuesday. Go to nymag.com/pivot to submit your questions for the podcast. The link is also in our show notes. Scott, read us out.
0: Today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Ernie Indratutt engineered this episode. Thanks also to Hannah Rosen and Drew Burrows. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. If you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back next week for a breakdown of all things tech and business. Title acquired by square. Yeah, that makes just that just makes a, a just hell just a lot of that sense. You. Just, Th- just a that lot you. of sense, Jack. Way to go. Hey Twitter board. Hey Twitter board, wake <laughs> the fuck up and show up with a big question mark at the next board meeting.
2: <laughs> they won't.
3: More
1: to dos less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of.